And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday, on The Athletic Podcast Network. Bruh. New York strip steak? Ooh. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the BasketBuds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We've got Jade Hoy producing. We've got Trevon Edwards. We've got Dave DeFour. We've got Wozni Lambre. We've got fun police lieutenant Jake King in the house. And we have a fun show today. LaMelo Ball passing. Is it is it a bad thing for the NBA? Rudy Gobert gets a monster <laughs> extension. Is that a bad thing for the Jazz? And we got some reactions to the GM survey from NBA.com. And so, Jay, we'll start with you since since you, you know, you're on duty. Um, you are anti-LaMelo Ball making a ridiculous pass in a preseason game. See, correct? I'm taking some heat for this. I- I've got to explain myself here. I am all about cool passes. I am the cool pass god mm-hmm. are you yes i i am okay. the biggest <laughs> facundo capazzi fan in the world i am the biggest milos teodosic <laughs> fan in the world oh I'm magic not johnson magic well, johnson so highlights there is himself. nothing better i i just hate social media accounts man i hate everyone gassing things too much and like capitalizing words and Acting like what is the, what's the proper caption for that pass then? Because you you had an issue with him with it saying he makes it looks look easy. Which by the way, he made that pass look super fucking easy. It was a bounce pass in transition. Oh, is that oh that's all it was? You like you like to see the caption Lamelo Ball bounce pass in transition? No, that pass that pass was sick. Probably, I'm I'm an elite passer. I mean, he thinks he can knock out Floyd Mayweather. So it's- well, I was about to say, <laughs> this is right after the Mayweather fight. People just gas things too much. And it was a great pass. And any caption it was just fun. highlighting the pass could have been awesome. And, like, John Schumann put it out there. I think he just said, oh, brother. And that was cool. Those, those tweets were awesome. But I just, I just get – I don't know why social media accounts annoy me so much. But LaMelo is going to be fun. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna try to have fun with Lamelo, even though the social media accounts try. are gonna piss me off. Why not? Why not just appreciate the the highlight? Man, you sh- you should have seen my it Twitter hard to have today. Fun. Just people with just yo, I almost lit you up. Then I decided to save it for the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hater. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. No, I just didn't. I didn't know you were an Orlando Magic fan. That's the weird thing. Like I but didn't Jay, know you. Were, did I didn't you know feel you were the same way nine. about Caruso? Oh, absolutely. Karu- that okay. that's way right. overhyped. Look, like just tone listen, it down. At least people. the at least the highlight hate is consistent. I'm not mad about that. I just wanted to make sure. Oh yeah, no, the the highlight hate it, for all the people not that don't deserve it, but just when it's like gets out of hand is is when I don't like it. And Caruso well, is probably of, as out of hand as it gets. Speaking of hatred, 
Rudy Gobert gets a $205 million contract extension, biggest for a big man in NBA history, uh, five years, $205 million. And I saw a weird reaction to it. Like there are some people who are all in on Rudy Gobert. There are some people that think he's not good at all, which is crazy to me. I'm definitely in the middle where, you know, I don't, I don't believe in the screen assist as an important uh, stat. I, I just, I, I'm, you know, I didn't live in Utah that long to, to believe in the screen assist. So to me, that's a meaningless stat for the most part. And so when you take away the screen assist, like, yeah, there's some real holes for him offensively, even with as involved as he is, but defensively that dude turns you into a, a he'll turn a bad defense into a good defense and a good defense into an elite defense. Right. And so he gets, monster money because that's just what it takes to keep stars at this point and he is an all nba all-star defensive player of the year guy and so dave i want to start with you like rudy gobert would you pay him let me ask it this way if you're any team Mm -hmm. would you pay him 40 million dollars a year and if you're the jazz would you pay him 40 million dollars a year because i think it's a different answer that's a good question that's a good way to ask because it would depend on the team Right. Like if I was Boston, would I do it? Yeah. Cause that probably puts you in the finals. But if I was the Knicks, no, it just doesn't make any sense. If you're Utah, yeah, you got to pay it to keep them because you're not signing free agents. That money doesn't like, it's not worth the same amount. So you got to keep Rudy last year. They were a top five defense when he was on the court and they were bottom five when he sat. That's enough for me. And and he's not a slouch on the offensive end. I know, like, I have made fun of the screen assist probably as much as you have. But he does actually free up stuff for them for sure. offensively. No, he's, he's got gravity. And it's more than just yeah, putbacks. he's got gravity. Yeah, yeah for sure. But yeah. I just, I have, and, a, I have an issue with a guy that I flat out cannot give the ball to and feel good about it. Unless it's a dunking situation, I, right? Right. And I, and I completely get that. And, and I can understand it. But if you're Utah, you just got to pay to make sure you've got that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Like you can't absolutely. lose him. Was, um, I feel like there are also two different Rudy Gobert's. There's regular season Rudy Gobert, which I'm all in on. And there's playoff Rudy Gobert, which has been okay, but not, not yeah. regular season Rudy Gobert good. You can scheme for him a little bit easier. And I think for this contract to not – I don't think it's ever going to look bad unless he has a horrific injury. But for it to look more justified – He's got to be better in the playoffs. Yeah, and I can see how Utah might justify this. Like, look, we took the eventual conference finalist to seven games, and Rudy was, you know, he was good enough. I I wouldn't say he had a bad series. He wasn't, like, dominant or anything. And so, you know, he, he gives you a great defense by just showing up. I get all of that, but again, maybe I'm the world's biggest Miles Turner fan, but I'm like, why not try to get a guy who's a good defender, not all world like Rudy, and somebody like Miles Turner, who I just happen to think is a much better offensive player, right? And he makes half as much as Rudy Rudy does now. I I, I don't know how you pay somebody like Zach said, who he's just not a good offensive player. Um, I don't think he makes your offense. He's not like Tony Allen, right, where he's a complete nothing on your offense, but he's not good. Yeah. So I don't know why you're paying a premium when, to me, I'd rather try to figure out how to get a good defensive center who's not going to be as good, as as great as Rudy Gobert is and figure the rest out. I, I'm, I'm not on board for this. And this is one of those things where it's like, 
well, small markets got to overpay, blah, blah, blah. They can't replace them, yada, yada, yada. Like, would they just not be better served not having 40 million of Rudy, Rudy Gobert? Well, well I don't know. Definitely not Rudy right. Gay, you know <laughs> Well, I, I know that you got, though. Um, I, I do wonder if, like, I don't think there's a way to replace him, right? So I think in that case, like, I, like I'm fine with the contract. It's more than I would pay him. I'd pay him more in that 30 range. Um, but, I, you know, at that at that point, they're going to be over the cap. It's going to be, you know, 65 to 70 million between him and Donovan Mitchell um, moving forward when they, when they, you know, hammer that out and they've got to fill in. Like, I, I think it makes all the other moves around them, obviously that much more important, but Trey, like I'm, I'm curious because I know there are some people around the NBA that are like, yes, Rudy is that guy. Like he is that defensive player. He's going to change things. And there are surprisingly some people who like, like players who do not respect Rudy Gobert. And I wonder if that's just the offense thing. All right, so I'm 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 about to go full Jay King on this one. Oh yes. Oh, did so, Rudy throw a, a two-handed chest pass that you're a fan of, or no, what? Or is it the no? It's, no, it's just it's just been out. First of all, I like the I like the take that this is a move for Utah to keep him there, and probably if you had to pay him 200, it would only be the Jazz, no other team. First of all, you just killed your ability to build. It's over. It's over. You're dying with with Gobert at this point. Waste of money. He can't guard elite guys. Can't guard AD. Can't guard KD. Can't guard Kawhi. Can't guard LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Not even a stopper like that. I, I, hold on, I mean, he's on, a walking hold on, top hold on, five defense. Because the, the best players season. don't play this position, first of all. He's basically right. Clint Capella with a raise. Um, <laughs> I thought he did decent against the Joker. I'm yeah, he was, he was really good at parts of the But decent ain't enough. Yes. <laughs> decent ain't enough, right. Waz, when you're trying to win. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, they've been right. getting to that yeah. whole comfy spot of first round, second round for years now. You know what I'm saying? And, like, now that you paid this guy $200 million, first of all, I, and I like, I like individual accomplishments. We're not going to take that away from you. Good player. But for $200, I mean, not $200, $200 million, $40 million a year for defense. That's not going to win me a chip. I'm not. I'm not dying on that hill, at all. But hold on, and I. I, I want to say something in defense of the Jazz. I don't want to be somebody who thumbs their no thumbs their nose at this team, right? Like this is a really good team, and as long as they have the core of the guys they're paying right now, they're going to be a really good team with probably second round upside. Which is that the worst thing you could be in the world? I don't think so. Like, I, you know, no, they're successful. No, yeah. I'm not saying that they're not being good. A successful was, NBA, but no, no, I'm not saying that you're saying that. I think you're saying like, yo, your high end on with this team is kind of low. When, if if you're giving Rudy Jazz, yeah, yeah, Jazz fans deserve like, better. That's all I'm that, saying. Here's what so I'll say bad. about that. Bad. There's something to be said for keep being good and keep giving yourself chances in the playoffs. And then see what comes, what opportunities come down the road. We look like yeah. look at what the Raptors did. Like before they moved Demar Derozan for Kawhi Leonard, before Kawhi like magically became available, people probably looked at that situation and thought there's a ceiling there. They're never going to get out of the Eastern Conference. They're never going to get to the NBA Finals. They're never going to win anything. Then a situation popped up, and they were in position because they'd kept a good core together they were in position to make a, another move and go after the title um is is rudy gobert the right player is 
can he and Donovan Mitchell win a title as the two best players? I doubt it. But I also think there there is something to be said for like keeping good players together and then seeing what happens down the road. And then the other the other side of it though is like I do think you can replace like a large portion of Rudy Gobert's production with a guy who makes like the mid level exception. And mm, and defensive minded center is not defensive. Like, not as not good as him. Not as good as him because not he's the best. But defensive minded centers, you can get those on the cheap. And and that's that's another um, layer to this conversation. Listen, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting Adams a bank for my money. But he's man. good on the offensive end. He's he's fine on the offensive end. He's not a zero, but like if you if you suck in on the on the you know on the roll, there's literally nothing else he can do. Right now, that creates gravity, and you can you can do some things offensively. I think this puts pressure on this puts pressure on Donovan Mitchell. To become a superstar, which I do think is he's capable of. I, I think as of right now, it looks like their ceiling is capped below title contender, but their floor is so high, right? Like that's a team who I right. think at worst, first round, second round, like there's some people like wondering, will the Jazz make the playoffs this year? And to me, that's insane. Unless there's an injury yeah, that crazy. you know is coming that we don't. But to me, that's insane. Yeah. Like, th- like this is easily a playoff team. They're probably somewhere in that four to seven range, just because the West is so jumbled, right? I'm, that's the frustrating part, right there, Zach. You're paying two hundred million to be four, four between that, but bro. So, I, I, not everybody can win a title every year. Not everybody can be a top right. two or three how, seed. But, and how so the options. Are you supposed hold on, to but be here are that? your options. So you either let your like the guy who has been your best player go. Or, you know, trade him if you're not going to re-sign him. And then you're significantly worse the next year. And with, you know, you're Utah. You got to hope you get somebody good in the draft. And then next thing you know, you're you're two years into this Donovan Mitchell extension. And he's asking for a trade because you suck because you didn't sign Rudy Gobert. And all of yeah, these but, contracts, but you're paying. There's also, there's also paying a chance a, that he asked for a trade because he did <laughs> sign Rudy Gobert. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's so it's like, the, like, oh, like that locker room about to look nasty. I'm not even going to lie to you, family. By the way, I uh, I looked this up. Um, so the Jazz were plus 5.6 with Rudy on the court in the playoffs last year and minus three when he sat. So an eight sure, net sure, rating but, differential. Right, but is, like that's. But they only played seven <laughs> games because they got. Eat in the first round, so that's a pretty small sample size, right? And also, their their defensive strategy was like, "Hey, let's drop and pick and roll," because we don't trust Rudy to be on the perimeter because we've seen it be bad before. And Jamal Murray went off for like fifty every night, right? Like I, I again, like there's a lot of good. There's but there, they were better. With there's them on more the court. good. Yeah, but that could also be swung by like two games, right? Like there's a monster game three performance in there from the Jazz that can completely swing that small sample size. Right. I'm not and I'm sure. and I'm just that's me yeah. guessing on what the numbers could be skewed. Like, but that's a small sample. Like, you're right. They were better in the playoffs than without him. But also there was a certain strategy that they felt the need to employ that ended up cooking them and causing a three one collapse. Right. Like, hey, here's here's the thing. They were better with him during the regular season. Way better. And they were better with him during the playoffs. That's that's the only point I'm trying to make here is that they are way better with him than without him. And I think that it's harder to replace Rudy than than anybody here is making it out to be. Now, I'm not saying that he's a forty million dollar player for every team, and certainly I like you got to worry about the last couple of years of that deal in particular. 
Yeah, but the first the first three but will the be Jazz really good. Just don't have yeah, options. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you right. on that. I also just think though <laughs> yeah. that now it's no longer what does the combination do? Because I don't think Rudy gets any better, right? I think if anything, he you'll see diminishing returns. Um, and I worry about the attitude we saw after he was named an All Star. I do, man. Like that was a real problem for a <laughs> month because he was an All Star, and all of a sudden he <laughs> wanted the ball more to justify because hey, I'm an All Star. <laughs> Now maybe that was a small outlier of a of a thing with him, but based on what I know, like that actually fits more in line with his personality. And I have real concerns about a dude who will decide to pout for a couple of weeks and not play defense mm-hmm. when when he's not getting the ball enough. And by the way, you can't really trust him to get the ball that much. Well, they don't pass to him a lot when he's he open. Catch? Uh, Seth and I watched him in Boston, and I mean, there were like eight wide open looks that he just didn't get the ball. But I think that is because of the pounding yeah. stuff. Like I I think that those guys really just didn't want to play with him at that at that point. But now he's got no complaints, right? Uh, well I don't know. He's won a defensive player of the year. He's made all star. <laughs> he, he just he got his name all star and started pounding. I don't think that's changed, bro. <laughs> I think he's still pounding. I think guys still don't want to play with him, but he's just rich now. <laughs> And, yeah, and, but don't and don't forget good. that he gave America COVID nineteen. Right. That's so true. He did. All right, let's segue, man. All let's right. segue, bro. Uh, speaking of feeling like a bad decision was just made, uh, we've got some some results from the NBA.com GM survey. It's one of my favorite things that NBA.com does. That anyone on basketball coverage does every single season. John Schumann does a great job with it. And so here's some of the highlights I want to get to as we try to get as far away from that Waz comment as possible. Um, Giannis, the favorite to win MVP this year amongst the GMs. Now, just for full disclosure, they cannot vote for their own team personnel with any of this stuff, right? Um, Giannis was picked uh, as the favorite to win MVP. That would make him a three straight, you know, three-time winner, three in a row. Hasn't been done since Bird in the 80s. And I believe only Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain have done it as well. I think he would become the fourth player to do it um, in the first time in like 34-ish years or something like that. So now that the extension is behind them, now that they have none of that cloud over, the only cloud they have over them is is Mike Budenholzer coaching the playoffs, right? But that's not a regular season problem. That's a, that's a postseason problem. What do you guys think of the idea of Giannis winning a third straight? Do you think voter fatigue will kick in? Do you think he'll like? What do you think he would have to do in order for them to, or, or in order for him to be the the main guy? Can he can he do thirty five, fifteen, and ten? Ten's gonna like, be I think tough. It's gonna have to be something insane. I know right. everyone. I know some Bucks fans bristle at that, but he's not a good playmaker. He get he has a, he right. gets, he gets assists, but he's not a good playmaker. Like it's there's, a, there's a he's out of there. He's out of there. He's out no of chance. there. He's out of there. He gonna be in the he gonna be in the conversation, respectively. But he's not. He's not gonna get the three. Not 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 yeah, a third. I don't see. Like, I mean, historically, you, you mentioned, you mentioned voter fatigue. Yeah. We get tired as just fans in general, seeing people win all the time. So it's just gonna be initial hate, and we're gonna find a new darling. And the new darling is Luca. It's pretty good, Luka, right? And if especially if Porzingis, like whatever happens with him. And Luca continues to play at a high level, and they're like at least in the, you know, top four in the West or whatever. He gonna get it for sure. I don't think it'll be just voter fatigue either. I think it'll also be the voters realizing that for whatever Giannis does in the regular season, he's not the best player. 
And so that that's a layer of the like like LeBron was very. Oh, clearly, you think you think like postseason stuff will bleed into it? Yeah, I, I think people will remember that, and and people, you know, whatever Giannis does, they'll th- they'll think back and be like, you know what, LeBron was was better in the playoffs. LeBron is is very clearly a better option when it matters most. And then I think there will be there will be other great options too for MVP. I, I think Luca will so, have a so huge year. His stats will be outrageous. I think Steph Curry could have some outrageous stats if the Warriors win enough games. He'll be in the conversation. I mean, you can never discount James Harden. They're not. Even though Daryl Morey won't be leading. Or maybe he will be leading the MVP push. <laughs> uh, but but I, I think there will be other options. Giannis is going to have to blow voters away to win it again. We, we went over this uh, on Nerder the other day, and, and one of our big things was – this is going to be an odd season, condensed schedule, all of that. So I started just taking people out, whether for narrative reasons like Giannis or because like LeBron, I don't think he's going to have his foot on the gas like he did last season. So you start looking, all of a sudden the field is pretty wide open. If the Nuggets are have a season like they did last year, I think Jokic's name is in there. Uh, I, I floated Kevin Durant as a guy that's probably going to get some buzz. I mean, they, he looks pretty good. I don't think he'll get score a lot time on the court, right? Like, I think they're going to be careful with him. We'll see, right? But I'm just uh, – it is an odd year for this. I mean, like, if Philly is really good and Embiid can play, you know, more games than we usually get out of him, so obviously there's a stretch there, but Embiid could be in the mix. It, it's going to be an odd year for MVP, but I don't see any way – Giannis gets a third one. It, it I just, see a way. We already have too much saturation. Like, there's too much coverage. And I think that, like you said, the voter fatigue thing is real. I think they just want to give it to somebody new. And whether that's Luka or not, I don't know. I don't think the Mavs are going to necessarily be good enough for Luka to get the votes. They're going to be missing Porzingis for, like, the first month to six weeks. So they're not going to have a chance to I think Dame wins. will be I don't in know. the mix, well, too, because I think Portland's yeah, I think, roster I think is way the real better. And he's gonna, yeah. Dame's going to sure. rush yep. with points, and he's going to be shooting from damn near half court. And and they're going to win a lot of games this year. Okay. My other f- – But, like, I mean, the guy last year had a historical season, like literally one of the best individual mm-hmm. seasons when you talk about all the all-in-one stuff, the PERs, the all of that, like he had a historic season, you know, he deserved it. If he has another historic season, and nobody comes close, that's and what they I have think. the best record again. Yeah, because right. we, cause we know they're going to take the regular season seriously. They don't. They don't take right. that off, right? And so, I mean, that's what they win right. is the regular season. They so have if they go, <laughs> like, this may this may sound ridiculous, but if they go like s- no, that was, <laughs> <laughs> if they go like sixty and twelve, is that crazy? Right? right? Like it, because they have depth, mm-hmm. like they have the star power, they take it ser- more seriously than just about everybody else. Like I, I, I think there's a pathway for it. I do think Luca's the favorite. And I think Dame's a great like dark horse candidate, and I agree on the LeBron stuff. I think that's I think I don't see him playing with the same intensity because I think, or at least for the first month or so, and that might sink him. You know, although of course, like who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with COVID and everything? Because we're going to have a lot of postponed games and probably some canceled games as well for the for the lesser teams. I don't think the Knicks are getting to seventy two games on the season. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I don't think the Cavs will play 72 games this season. Like that's 
you know, maybe 68, 70, something like that. I think we'll have a couple of games that get knocked out. Well, I guess that everyone will play at least 70 because you got to get to that 70 number for the, the local TV contracts. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, one of my other favorite things from this, and Jay, I'm curious if you have insight into this. For player who would make the best coach, now I've, I went back and did some research I don't think Kyrie's ever Kyrie Irving's ever gotten a vote for this in this category, right? And they have this question every year. Um, but he got one this year. And my my guess here is that Danny Ainge is trolling. I think Danny Ainge voted. <laughs> this is strictly a guess. I have no inside information on this. I think Danny Ainge saw the comments from Kyrie about like anyone could be a coach, right? And I think he just said, All right, I'm gonna throw Kyrie's name into this. Yeah, I don't think GMs even do this survey. I think they just hand it off to an intern or somebody else in the front mm. office, possible, <laughs> and let, let them do I, it. We know Daryl Morey did it because he was always try, he's probably always trying to vote against the people who would challenge James Harden. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Daryl took his GM survey responsibility seriously. But yeah, oh, very Ky- seriously. Kyrie getting a vote for that is hysterical. It's That's hysterical. high comedy, and I and I don't want to like Kyrie. I don't want to make this into like a let's shit on Kyrie thing because I don't think it's that. I just find it interesting that uh, this of all years is when he got the vote. Like this is the one. Well, he's going to be a coach, <laughs> right? This year. Well, yeah, he is. Maybe That's the like, thing, right? based on the comments, but I think someone. <laughs> I think someone's trolling here. Someone did it and was like, "Ha ha ha!" When this comes out, people are going to laugh. That was it. That's the only explanation for it, the only logical explanation for it. I think Kyrie is a magnificent basketball player. I would not want him coaching my basketball team. And you would say he's a high IQ guy um, Mm -hmm. on the court anyway. (laughs) and um and so i i you know i i could see people like yeah but no if he's never been voted for this the year that he called himself a coach on the court um we know what's going on you know these surveys are very enlightening uh it, it makes you realize how quickly people are forgotten about draymond green not being not receiving a single vote is shocking yeah that's interesting he would very obviously be the best coach of, of any active and he's, player. Yeah, and when you see him on inside, like literally. Yeah, yeah. Remember that one time where he, where he was like, everything Joker just did on this place, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he yes, broke exactly. He's like, you but, fucked up here, you messed up there. Yeah, but he's, yeah, he's but dope. him kind of just, you know, disappearing all for most of last year. He basically played one real basketball game. And all of a sudden, he just doesn't exist. So, like, these surveys are are, are a good example of how quickly you can be forgotten in the NBA. Um, 
Do we think that Chris Paul is just going to run away with this this one until he actually becomes a coach? Do we think he'll even become a coach? I, I feel like know. he's too much of a control I don't freak. Think so to, he's yeah. too rich. Oh, he's too rich. Yeah, he's too rich. And I think he's. Yeah, I think he's too like, into what's control. What's the point of doing all that? Work, I don't know that. Bro. I don't know that coach in today's league can be a control freak like that. And I don't mean that in like a pejorative way. Like I just think that that's a. He could be a college coach. Oh God! You know, I could see him as a college yeah, basketball maybe. coach. The whole idea of recruiting, but not so much in NBA. Um, all right, more more interesting things. This is probably this probably triggered Jay. But Eric Spolster was they just ran away with all the best coaching. Why would that trigger me? Well, because you don't believe in the Heat. You think the Heat are? I think Spolster is a, a genius, team. man. Spolster <laughs> is an absolute genius. He's as good as it gets. He was underrated during the LeBron years in Miami and has just been killing it ever since. He deserves it. Is he the? Mm-hmm. Is he and the I, best and coach? I thought he pantsed. I thought he pantsed your boy Basic Brad Ooh. in the playoffs last Ooh. year too. Spolstra made me look bad because he coached his team so well they exceeded all expectations, including my own. Jay, you you made you look bad. I, <laughs> I don't think that was Spol- <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, no, no, Spo. I mean, I I think Spo. I don't know that you can definitively say like this dude's the best coach in the NBA, right? Like, there's a lot of really great coaches, right. but I don't. Th- I think he's one of the guys where you, if I tell you, hey. Eric Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA. I think if you're like, what? How can you possibly think that? You're insane. Right? You, may, like you may not agree. He's right. like you yeah. were Zach. That's to the, I mean, to the point yeah. of like what yeah. he does with talent. And he just doesn't piss anybody off. I think to that point, like respectable. Yes, he has rings and should be. He's like kind of like, hmm, that's a disrespect. I don't want to call him Eli Manning. But, you know, to the point of. One of those scenarios that guys actually respect him, you know what I mean? And he got rings early on and has proved to develop talent. But like every, you know what I mean? To put him and him and pop in the same type of thing. It's so many other coaches that are like doing damn good jobs with their organization. Carlisle's like, obviously Carlisle's up there, right? Like right? I mean, there, there are a lot of great coaches. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love Nick Nurse. Yeah. We know you do. <laughs> An easy way to look at it is like, Spolster is never going to get just completely outcoached. Doesn't mean that he won't get outcoached because, like you just mentioned, there are other good coaches, but his coaching is never going to kill your team, right? Like his floor is so is so high that you're always going to get this baseline level of performance from your players. But he has the ability to outcoach every single other coach in the league, just like Nick Nurse. So I, I think it goes back and forth as far as who's the best guy today or whatever. Um, But the last couple of years, I mean, you you can't look at what Nurse, what Spolster has done, what Carlisle has done, and not think that those three are probably some some form of the top three. For a player you would start a franchise with, Luka and Giannis both tied for the top spot. I believe Anthony Davis got third. Um, Disrespect for NBA champion Anthony Davis, guys? Is that was? I'll start with you. Is that disrespectful to just because I, I, it was like forty three percent, forty three percent, and then like seven percent or something like that? You know, they just ran away. They ran away with it over Anthony Davis, and everyone was all was all over themselves two nights ago because they hit a step back three against the Suns in preseason. It was uh, Jay. I know you probably liked it because he had a good stat line that night. We we know Dave. Dave disagrees with this vote. Anthony Davis, number one player in the world. 
<laughs> Actually, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised that Giannis got got as many votes as he got. Seems pretty clear to me that you should be looking at if, if you were going to start a franchise today, you're looking at Luca, you're looking at Zion, you know, like someone in that age range. Um, I, I think that that's probably what happened with the Anthony Davis. It's more just a you had people focusing on on age with Luca, and then obviously Giannis just being top of mind. And you just forget Anthony Davis occasionally. I'm you I'm know, taking Luca like just because he's a creator. I think AD's mm-hmm. a finisher, and to me that limits your impact specifically on offense. And give me the dude who can score on fools, who can create opportunities for marginal guys. Um, just give me that dude every single time. I love what AD does on defense, and obviously he's a really good offensive player. Yeah. But what Luca does with the ball in his hands. That, that to me, that's that's the hardest. It's thing telling to find. that that Giannis has won two straight MVPs and he's 26 years old, and we're sitting here saying we'd pick Luca over him. Like that is crazy how how good Luca is. Well, you know who I'd pick, Jay. I'd pick I I'd pick the troops. That's who I'd start my franchise with. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, uh, well, I think what's interesting here too is because it does show the ascension of Luca. Uh, because last year Giannis was at 86% of the vote, right? And that's literally cut in half. Right. And it's probably almost all going to Luka. Anthony Davis gets 7%, and then LeBron got a vote, and Zion got a vote, to Dave's point. But um, but that's interesting mm-hmm. to me of, like, just whenever you see – because I think we saw a couple years ago, um, you know, Anthony Davis was – you know, this is – I want to say, like, 2015, Anthony Davis, like, the overwhelming pick. And then the next year after Carl Anthony Towns' rookie season, I think Carl – was the top selection amongst GMs, right? Like, I think you can see there are these like wild swings based on that. And I wonder how much of that with Luca gaining all that ground is, is Luca's ascension. I wonder how much of that is the playoff stuff with, with Giannis where like maybe there's more pause. So I was about to say it is the playoff stuff, but not in the snarky Giannis way, but because like Luca played against the Clippers and was killing two of the best, most respected perimeter defenders in the game. They couldn't do anything with him, right? Like, this is the top level of the types of defenses you're going to play as a perimeter guy when it comes to Kawhi Leonard, who, of course, we know he's not at his defensive player of the year level, but he's still a freaking scary-ass defender. And Luka was doing whatever he wanted, getting to his spots, and the question was literally make or miss for him. Right. I think that's sort of shading it too. like the specific matchup that he played against and the way they took the Clippers to the edge while Porzingis missed a lot of time in that series that 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 matters. And I think it should. Is it interesting that Jokic didn't get a vote? No, okay. no, <laughs> Never mind. no I'm not have surprised. you seen him play defense? <laughs> yeah, I, I think fair. this is pretty clearly like Giannis and Luca are the two top dogs. And then Zion is like a wild card. If Zion can stay healthy, he's one of the very few guys I think has a chance to crack that list at some point over the next few years. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm with that. And remember Carl Anthony Towns? <laughs> I actually, I actually wonder. Well, there are two th- two thoughts I have. I almost wonder if he has become relatively underrated now, right? Uh, he's yeah. still obviously horrendous defensively, so that's going to put a cap on mm-hmm. what you think he could do. But like, it does seem like people are just like, I wouldn't want him at this point, and he's still like one of the most, one of the best shooting big men we've ever seen, and one of the best shooting just players in the league right but also the other part of this is i don't know i don't know what to do with this and this is about to get dark but i don't know what to do with this like i don't know if you can really criticize him this upcoming season because of the personal loss he's had right like he loses his mother and six other family members to covid and then he came out and said essentially i'm paraphrasing but it was like yeah being on the court is not therapeutic for me this is not going to like get my mind off this or whatever. Like, and so, I don't know. I don't know what you do. With how that. do you technically cover that though? I mean, I don't. I don't know, still, man. Like, because it's regardless of like personal tragedy, tragedies around the league, tragedies around the world. Is it a hands off or a soft cast in it? I think it just kind of you know because it's again well, it's especially, well Trey, especially if no, he's doing the same no, things Trey. that were the problems before. Like, I don't. I li- literally don't know because I Trey. I think a good example of this is is Lamar Odom, right? In that Lamar Odom went through a lot of loss in his life, like a lot of tragic loss in his life. And still was critiqued. And still was critiqued, right? Like, and I, I don't and I think don't, it's a I hands, I don't think it's a hands on policy. Also, yeah, but I, it's also like, we're a decade beyond that essentially, right? Of, of when Lamar was in the, in the limelight and, um, and we're much more cognizant and sympathetic and empathetic to, mental health stuff to, you know, dealing Absolutely. with trauma and stuff like that. And so I do wonder how much that affects it. But ultimately I come back to like, it's sports. Like you're going to get criticized. Yeah. And we live in a, a, a rent still due on the first type of society. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, Some of us don't pay it to the fifth, like, but yes, do on the first. You know, you know, like people just generally don't really. Right. Do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, just generally. Well, so I think, you know, and if the criticisms are fair, they're not personal and it's about his play. Right. I don't see why that should be out of bounds. Honestly. Yeah, well, I guess like I don't As soon expect, as you step on the court, bro. Yeah, I don't expect fans. I don't expect fans to like give a damn. I do. I am curious how it, it how it affects the coverage, if at all. Right. Like that. That's the part that I'm actually very like, what will the critiques look like? Of man, this guy doesn't want enough. This guy, you know, isn't focused, isn't locked in, and then that's always going to be hanging I, over. I, I just think I, mean, that's un, I think that's unfair to the media outlets in Minnesota or nationally. 
just because yeah. as soon as you go out and step on the floor, that's a choice. Like that's, that's if, a if, great he, if he point, said, yeah. you know what, I don't want to play this season. Nobody would get on him about that. But the fact that he's, you know, maybe maybe this helps him clear his mind when he steps foot on the court. That's helpful, but that's still people still have to do their jobs. So yeah. if he's not playing well, you don't get a soft cast on a scenario because, like, again, I remember we know plenty of situations that players before tip off they check their phone, they get bad news, play through the game, we mm-hmm. write a story, we cover it, and then a week come out with the whatever they were dealing with, and then we feel bad, and it's just kind of like Isaiah Thomas, right? Isaiah, Isaiah went through it with his sister in the playoffs. Like, absolutely, I, I, I'm with you on that. Like, I, yeah, I. Well, just the practice story from AI. Like, what right. really happened? You know, it, it became a joke, but then it was actually some real stuff that happened, and it was just kind of like, mm, I, I do feel bad, but like, it's still the player's choice to play. You know what I mean? And like, I yes. do understand and and am very sympathetic with it. But it's like, if he says, you know what, this year's just been a lot, I'm going to sit out. You know, maybe it messes up with his contract, but he sits out just to kind of heal and whatever was going on, you know, I mean, personally, no one would bash him for that and say, oh, you're stealing money or blah, blah, blah. But now with you playing games and if he performs well, it's going to be, you know, going to be applauded. If he plays bad and someone writes something about him, oh, you're a a terrible person and you understand what he's going through. So I I just don't think it's fair on the media and, and that's that's covering that team to have to burden that yeah and i and i want to and i want to add to that too of like it might become therapeutic for him right like just because it wasn't first you know first couple days back to you know training camp and everything like maybe a month in he's like he can lock in and everything or maybe that's maybe he's already figured that out or whatever but like yeah i do i do wonder what you do with not just him but just players who have gone through trauma with with that type of stuff or just trauma in general I wonder if any of that changes, but I think you guys are right. It's sports. He he decides to go out there, or any player decides to go out there, it probably makes that decision for you. Um, one more thing I want to go over from, or I guess two more things from the, the GM survey. Uh, the Pelicans voted as the most promising young core. Grizzlies were second. Hawks were uh, Hawks and Celtics both tied for third. Um, does anyone anyone quibble with that? Yeah, I, I was interested by that because it's like just the – it's backwards of the best young player vote. Like, how are you going to put the Pelicans and and Zion ahead of Luca? But I mean, maybe Brandon Ingram factors into that. But well, like, yeah, I think Ingram, I think Lonzo. You know, they've got some but decent like, guys to develop with with Alexander Walker and Jackson Hayes, and so you know, I guess. But like to me, Luca and Kristaps just kind of trump that, just because Luca has already proven. That he's at that level of the top top players, right. and that's what matters most in the yeah. NBA. Sure, like, you know that he's going to wind up. Like you kind of know he's going to wind up in that top tier. If everything goes well for Zion, that that's where he will be too. But he's not there yet. I'm with you, Jay. I get that. Yeah, but I, I think I think Ingram's yeah, a huge factor. I, I think to that. I gotta see. I gotta see. I gotta actually see Zion get back to the dude that he showed himself to be in the preseason of last year, right? Like before he went down, where he was just absolutely killing people on offense. So when the kid finally gets in shape and is like, <laughs> you know, like actually trying hard on both ends of the floor for full games, then we can get back to this young core being so freaking impressive. And then I also oh, go ahead. I also think that list like totally downplays postseason 
production and like actual production that these young cores have had. Like Jokic and Murray, are they both considered young core? Like how, how are yeah? How I, well, are that's they the thing. I don't think they with the are Hawks. anymore. And like Jalen like, Brown and Jason Tatum, considered... how are they tied with Trey Young and Kevin Herter? Like I just don't understand that. Oh come on, <laughs> Kevin Herter's a bucket, baby. Red Rocket. Is that what he's called? Yeah, I, I, that was that was one of the categories I looked at. And I was like, this is all messed up. Like this whole damn thing is messed up. But I guess it's it's tough to say like well, who's I, young and who's I not. Think, and yeah, I don't think Jokic and Murray count as young guys anymore for some reason, right? Like, and I, and I don't think Kristaps does either. Like, I think that's what would factor into it. Now, you could still say, hey, I'll take Luca over any of these cores. I think that's valid, right? But um, but that would be my thought on that. But like Brandon Ingram well, is twenty three, gonna... Jamal Murray is twenty three. Like, where do we draw the line? Maybe I'm just it's a good I'm question. just arguing about I, something but, but, that really doesn't matter. But like that whole list was just weird it? to me. Yeah, I think that's what's happening for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, should Charlotte be on there because of Lamelo? I mean, that's not the real question. He makes the game look easy. Yo, he made the pass look easy, <laughs> except for shooting. <laughs> except for shooting. No, he gets them up easily. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. He gets him up easily. All right. Last one. Uh, this was the who do you want taking a last second shot? That's always a favorite of mine. Um, Dame one. Damian Lillard gets the gets the most hmm, votes. respect. Uh, Steph Curry second. Kevin Durant third. Luka Doncic fourth. Chris Paul fifth. Devin Booker and Jamal Murray also got votes. Not a single vote for LeBron James. Interesting. I mean, look, it, it should be Steph because he's the best shooter of all time, right? Like, if so, if we're yeah, just saying but nah, but we watch, like but we don't watch Dane. We don't watch Dane put away shot? franchises, though, bro. Yeah, we, sure. yeah, we've seen Dane <laughs> we, do some multiple things. times. <laughs> we care about the real time. To me, Dame is better at getting his shot off in a one-on-one situation, which is why I like him better than Steph. Like, I just think you know, one-on-one, not you know getting somebody involved in the pick and roll or any of that stuff, which you generally see like at the last minute where teams are switching everything. I probably would rather Dame and then probably Kawhi after that. KD got to show me his Achilles still works. Oh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with those three with KD. I'll but roll with again, KD any day, yeah. I'm even, glad that you said it. Steph is the greatest shooter of all time, but when you have to put the ball on the ground and somebody in your face... I'm taking I'm taking Dame, bro. Like it, it's it's not even close. We watched him do it to Houston. We watched him do it to um Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And he's going to do it more and more just cuz he just has like I don't know. I don't know how he do it, but he do it, bro. We watched him do it to the Bubble Nets. Was anybody else going surprised into that playing tournament? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Chris Paul was fifth. Chris Paul getting more votes than LeBron don't make me. And Kawhi too. Concerned. Like what? Yeah, Kawhi didn't get. Yeah, a, yeah, didn't get yeah that's kind of wild because yeah. LeBron actually. Kawhi that clutch, that clutch joke is out. Anybody. That, that, that clutch joke on LeBron is out. He he proved it. Yeah, no, he's done it so many times. So right? many think, times. Yeah, bro. we got to be over that that whole thing. But like, nah, there's some people that still trolling, bro. They probably just know, like, bro. you know, forget yeah. that guy. But nah, LeBron, LeBron's definitely in that conversation. I do yeah. like Chris Paul getting it over James Harden, though. That's good comedy. Yeah, not a single vote for James. Uh-oh. <laughs> he might be. He might be. Uh, yeah. Might be in Atlanta when that 
that game future that game Philadelphia 76er yeah, you can you can lock that in I think uh, all right that's gonna do it for the basketball edition of the athletic NBA show make sure you subscribe make sure you check out the restricted area was on the YouTube channel for the athletic we had uh, we yes, had sir. predictions this past week this coming week we got some fun Christmas stuff for you so make sure you check that out the, the restricted area on the athletics YouTube channel make sure you check out the rest of of the Athletic NBA show throughout the week. Tampering, Hoops Adjacent, Point of Contention, and of course, Nerdish You Wrote with Dave Four. Make sure you check out all the team-specific pods. Make sure you check out all the great writing in The Athletic. Subscribe. If you're not subscribed, the hell's wrong with you? We got power rankings. We got style rankings. We got everything you could possibly want right there on TheAthletic.com. For Trey, for Waz, for Dave, for Lieutenant Jay of the Fun Police, for Jade, I'm Zach. Keep it locked in. I don't know why I'm doing, I don't know holidays, why I'm doing that to you, Jay. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy Long holidays to you all. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.